Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's T-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. SHN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello and welcome to the Sports History Network Showcase, our in-house show featuring SHN podcasters talking sports, talking history, and talking sports history. My name is Oz Davis, host of the Sports History Network's Truly the Goats podcast. For this episode of the showcase, we feature the newest Sports History Network podcast to date, Jamie Furness of the What's Was the Score podcast jamie how's it going very good thank you how are you oh i'm doing one day is very much like another these days isn't it yeah no i know oh, it's yeah the expression same old same old has never been so true i think mm. uh hey let's just get right into it according to your bio at the uh, sports history network you're a real quadruple threat basketball coach basketball player podcaster and history teacher Am I correct? Yeah, and student, if you want to add another one onto that. As are we all. Have you always been interested in sports history in particular? Well, I'll tell you what, the sports history one, that's been a recent thing. So all my life I've been interested for, uh, about history, uh, so much so that I study at university. And then when my dissertation came around, I you know, I was trying to sift through topics that I'm passionate about, and I kept coming back to, to basketball as what I'm passionate about. And I thought, well, I'd like to write about it, but I don't really know how. You know, I've always been interested in stats and, you know, numbers and stuff like that with regards to sport, you know, going back to the 60s, 70s, who was the best then statistically, so on and so forth. And I, I went to my lecturer and I said, um, you know, is this something I can do? And he kind of opened the doors on, onto sports history for me. So, my, you know, my passion for sports history, that, that's quite fledgling. That, that's quite recent. But, yeah, it's always been history, though. Hmm. Who are you coaching these days? Uh, at the moment, I'm coaching kids. I'm coaching at a uh, school up in Cambridge. Um, yeah, and that, that that's fun. You know, it, it it's fun because it gives me a chance to break down what I'm passionate about and make it help me understand it by breaking it down yeah. to what it really is. Because the kids won't understand if I start, you know, saying, right, we're going to go for, you know, a pin down into a dribble handoff or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, it really requires me to understand it within myself to help teach them. Right, right, right. Okay, how did you get into the podcasting game then? So um, I got invited onto a podcast. So I started off on TikTok, and um, I started making videos about British basketball, um, and it's quite the niche. So it, it, it grew. I'm, I don't think I could really get any bigger at the moment because, you know, who, how many people are interested in British basketball? But I grew to about 6,000 followers, and then um, 
a British basketball kind of multimedia organization said, do you want to come and talk about it? Mm-hmm. And I did. And, you know, I, I loved it, you know, talking about what I'm passionate about. How could I not? Um, then I got in contact with a couple of the other people that move in that kind of circle. I said, do, do you want do you want to work together? And they said, yeah, sure, whatever. And then after a couple of those, I thought, well, I have a lot more to say. Um, you know, every time I left the podcast, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I wish I said that. I wish I said that. So on and so forth. And I thought, well, <laughs> you know, I, I happen to think I know a lot. I, I happen to like talking. Um, why don't I just give it a go and see how it goes? And so far, you know, I'm enjoying it. And that's why I do it. Oh, I definitely want to talk to you about British basketball uh, in a a moment. Uh, I have a small history with that myself. Why do we love sports? Who is the first GOAT? (laughs) What on earth is Corfball? Sports history is my passion, and I'm here on this podcast, What Was the Score? The Sports History Podcast, to share that with you. I'm going to be talking to sports people, academics, peers, even my friends, to create an environment in which we can relax, learn and have fun together. Join me as we tackle big sports topics, little historical minutiae and everything sewing it together. Look forward to weekly topical content as we remember, what was the score? What was the score? The Sports History Podcast with me, Jamie Furness. Tell us about what was the score? What's it about? What's the concept? What do you do? Yeah, so um, a, a lot of, as I say, sports history for me, before I really started delving deeper into it, was, you know, uh, the batting average of X player was 0.289. That that was sports history to me, um, which I believe was Mickey Mantle's batting average off the top of my head. And, and that's what, what it was. And I thought, this is fine, but there's only so much I can remember. And then I started reading about it and I started taking what I loved from actual, like the bigger picture of history, like the theory, the the concepts. And I started overlapping the two. How does the city play into sports history? How does class play into sports history? And I thought that's what I really want to try and get across. I want to get across that. Yes, sport is this fun. This is, is this fun thing that we all enjoy. And there's lots of numbers, facts, figures, so on and so forth. But there's also this side that, concerns the development of sport and that's what i'm trying to um trying to attack with this podcast i'm trying to get to the bottom of some of these sports what it means to the people not so much always the numbers behind it perhaps some of the theory behind it too and yes i'm trying to take a a slightly different approach to it and that's what the podcast is you know it's it's just me picking a topic and you know trying to use a little bit of theory to try and explain it Mm -hmm. I like that style myself. Mm. Uh, truly the goats. Personally speaking, great. Let's talk about British basketball for a moment. Mm, uh, sure. I was covering the whole Team Britain situation for a site called BallInEurope.com back in 2012, mm. you know, especially during the London Olympics. Yep. And there was all this discussion about the national program because, you know, for example, as home team for the Olympics, you're supposed to get the bye, right? Yep. You get the buy into the basketball tournament, among other sports. But there was a big controversy about that because, you know, their program wasn't a true European program or whatnot. What What's the situation with the leagues and the national team in Britain these days? So I'll tackle the leagues first. And um, I'm going to presume that a lot of your viewers are American. So, of course, in America, you have the draft system and you have the collegiate system. Now, and the NBA is franchised also. 
Now, in England, we kind of have a mixture between the two, between promotion relegation and franchising. Hmm. Our very top league is the British Basketball League, which is franchised. Okay, but even within that, a lot of the franchises are partnered with universities in England. So you don't have a draft, so to speak. However, you do have teams saying to young players, 18, 19, come and study at our university and in the meanwhile, play for our basketball team. Mm. Which is it's similar to the academy system in football, mm. um, soccer, like association football. So we, we, we have that and that's a fine system. And then below that, we have the National League, divisions one through four. But I think they just abolished four. Anyway, and that's promotion re- relegation. Now, also, a lot of those do kind of have ties um, with the British Basketball League teams and universities. So, for instance, Loughborough in Leicester. Perfect example. There's Leicester Riders in the BBL franchised. Then you have Loughborough Student Riders. So Loughborough is uh, one of the biggest sport universities in, the, in, in England. And um, they kind of feed Leicester a little bit with players. And it's, it's a back and forth relationship. So we kind of have this this mix between the American um, basketball and draft system and like the distinctly British just sign your own players system. Yeah, the club system. Yeah, yeah. And then with yeah, regards yeah. to the national team, mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's getting better. It really is. We were ranked 41st in the world recently um, and we've just qualified for Eurobasket, which is one of the biggest. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is. Um, so much so that we beat Germany and France in our last two games. Wow. Nice. Beating France by 21, which is our biggest margin of victory ever. Um, it's in a really good place. It is in a really good place. We have some fantastic players. I think where we've always fallen short is we always have one exceptional player, and that's it, you know, yeah. bringing back notions of, you know, Luol Deng. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, right but now right. we have lots of high-quality players, Ovi Soko, perhaps the most famous of whom. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're in a good position. Of course, the women's team's also very, very good. We narrowly missed out on Eurobasket, but we've got Temi Fagbenle, who plays in the WNBA. Um, so, yeah, but, but both sides of it are, uh, are in a good position right now. Nice, nice. Great. Well, uh, how how is it uh, financially? The, financially, the, the, the it's... Um, continue? Yeah, well, financially, it's, it's in a tricky position, as is pretty much every sport in England. Right. With the exception of, of, you know, the Premier League, because the money involved. Um, however, they have just signed a deal with Sky, um, the broadcasting network to put games on on TV and they get a Friday night slot, seven o'clock, seven thirty tip off. Um, and and my family and I watch that, so that that's great. You're put you're putting money into into it like that. Um, there's always negotiations between the government and the governing bodies to try and get a little bit more uh, money out of them. But as part of this coronavirus relief, uh, Sport in England has given some money to Basketball England to distribute amongst its clubs, which is good. Uh, a couple of years ago, we were looking in a bit of a dire state. But, of course, London has just been bought out um, by an American conglomerate, I believe. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's actually looking quite good. I'm, wow. Yeah, shockingly, I'm optimistic about the state of British basketball, which isn't something I ever thought I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I was precarious there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, what about uh, are you in the cricket? Can you tell me anything about this year's county championship? Um, so I, I live in Chelmsford, Essex, um, which is... Oh, great! Yeah. Okay, that's my team. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Len. And, uh, you know, I, I walk past the ground most days. Um, my granddad is, is, a, is a big fan of cricket. And, of course, going to watch, you know, 2020 is uh, fascinating. Um, cricket mm. isn't particularly my specialty. However, you know, 
I, I, I am a, I'm a big fan of it. I, I do, I do like watching it a lot. Um, yeah. but of course it's, it's hard, uh, to watch it in England considering every other game is rained off. You have to take a rain check. <laughs> But, yeah. <laughs> true, true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I did uh, did a summer semester out there in Essex, mm. University of Essex. And, oh, up in Colchester. Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah in Colchester. Campus, yeah, like, yeah, and I went. We watched a bunch of us, like seven or eight of us, went out to watch a, a match. Uh, and basically, everybody except for me and the other sports fanatic fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, Americans. Like that's that. Americans yeah. at the cricket match for you. Before the podcast, we were talking about some of, let's say, our mutual admiration for unusual sports. Sure, uh, yeah. Because you had brought up korfball. Here's mm. a, here's a challenge for you. Can you describe korfball to someone who doesn't know it? Yeah, of course. I could give it a go at the very least. So if you picture, I just I'm going to throw three sports at you and just keep them in mind for the moment. We're thinking about netball. We're thinking about field hockey and we're thinking about basketball. OK, so let's take the kind of surface you have on a field hockey uh, court. So it's kind of that, that grassy, sandy kind of thing. Now we're thinking about a netball goal, but it's 11 and a half feet tall. OK, and then we're kind of thinking about, OK, sure, basketball and, and netball kind of interchangeable here. But we're thinking about the way that you kind of play those games. Right. So the idea of korfball is similar to basketball and netball, get the ball in the hoop. And you, you typically uh, dress it quite like field hockey players, actually. It's a mixed team, which is quite vital to the game. It's a mixed team. Um, there is a, a painted area around the basket, which uh, only certain players are allowed in. You have to match up based on gender for defensive uh, assignments. And, yeah, that that's basically... The game, there's, of course, lots of fine rules, which, you know, would be wasting time going into the fine rules, of course. <laughs> that is basically it. And what is so, you know, perhaps why you haven't heard about it, because it sounds fine, it sounds accessible. It's very, very specific because, of course, netball and basketball goals are the same height. Corfball, one, you need a, a special height goal. Two, the court is very specific. Um, there's, a, as I say, a painted area around the basket. Um but also it's restricted to Belgium and the Netherlands and the low countries. And uh, they, they've kind of taken it as their national sport and they're quite happy for it not to spread outside. They have, that's why you don't really hear about them nations within basketball because they're happy playing golf ball. Nice. Nice. Well done. Okay. Uh, we'll get you out of here, Jamie, but uh, I like to do this whenever possible with a, with a generalist podcaster, such as yourself uh, going back to the ball in Europe days. Okay. Please tell me your three favorite teams, any level, in, any sport. In any sport. So yep. um, first and foremost, it is the London Lions. They are the basketball team I follow. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that, that would be number one. Number two would be the Indiana Pacers, because without mm -hmm. them, I wouldn't have got into basketball. Mm -hmm. And then um, third, um, I could name another basketball team, but I'll, I'll, move, I'll move away. I'll give you a different flavour. I'll go for West Ham United. My father's team, my team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, great. Jamie Furness of the What Was the Score podcast here at the Sports History Network. Thanks very much for joining us on Showcase. Thank you for having me. This has been the SHN Showcase podcast. We'd like to thank our guest, Jamie Furness of the What Was the Score podcast which can be found at sportshistorynetwork.com or wherever you get your podcast. The 
theme song for the SHN Showcase is Quartz by Anitech, and it is available through fair use agreement via freemusicarchive.org. SHN Showcase will be back soon with another Sports History Network podcast. Until then, this is Oz Davis saying stay safe and stay historical.
Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I hope that you enjoyed this recent episode presented by the Sports History Network and were able to learn some good old-fashioned sports history knowledge nuggets. I started the Sports History Network back in 2020 with the mission to help podcasters find a community of like-minded sports history nerds as well as helping aspiring podcasters to start their own shows. We have a little bit over 30 shows on the network right now covering all sorts of sports history. But as far as I'm concerned, we're just at the toothpick in the ocean moment. You know that. Can't even figure it out because there's so much more coming. We wanted to create the ultimate headquarters for sports yesteryear, starting with Podcast Network and our website. But we're going to continue to move into other mediums as well. And here's the cool part, because we want you to be part of our team. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast or maybe being a guest on one of our shows, or who knows, maybe even writing an article for us over on the website. Seriously, all you gotta do is reach out to us on the contact page over at sportshistorynetwork.com. You can be as technologically savvy as a Neanderthal tapping on a stone trying to figure out this whole hieroglyphics thing back in the day. Again, it doesn't matter, because even if you don't understand the whole podcast space, we have a production team that can pretty much help you out with doing everything. All you gotta do, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com, head to the contact page, fill it out. That message goes right to me and I'll reach out to you as soon as I can. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through.